morning, I'm Frank Powers, and this is Lifestyle Tucson, the program where I speak to our neighbors, the people behind the scenes of our amazing organizations, small businesses, and nonprofits. Our friends are informing you how they serve our community, and they are here to give you updates on future projects. Let's make some new friends today. We're all getting older. It's a fact. You just got a little older right now. And by the end of this show, you'll be even older still. So will I, even though I'm so young at heart. Ah, my back hurts just thinking about it. Nobody's immune to aging, but don't worry. That's why we have great organizations like the Pima Council on Aging. PCOA's mission is to promote dignity and respect for aging and to advocate for independence in the lives of Pima County's older adults and their families. They are Pima County's leading experts on aging well, advocacy, and unbiased information for older folks. Founded in 1967, PCOA was among the first aging services organizations in the nation. Another Tucson first. Today, I'm fortunate enough to speak with Harbhajan Khalsa, Program Director for Dementia-Capable Southern Arizona for PCOA, as well as Adina Wingate, Director of Marketing and Public Relations for PCOA. Ladies, welcome to Lifestyle Tucson. Hello. Hello. Hi there. I'm so excited to talk today, but uh, I gave a little rundown of what the organization's all about, but can you tell us a bit more about what PCOA is all about? So for Pima Council on Aging, PCOA, we are here to better the lives of older adults in Pima County. We have a wide variety of services. Um, you mentioned Medicare. We also have healthy living. We do services in the home, in the community, and in our offices. Um, our goal is to provide gap coverage. Uh, we have folks who are not able to stay independent, but they are not yet ready for a higher level of care. So we're able to come in and kind of provide that gap coverage so that they can stay home longer and live at home with dignity. That's really important. I love that dignity is a big part of what you say in a lot of your messaging, dignity and respect. Yeah. Because as much as I can make an old joke about my back or whatever it is, you know, that's because we are all aging, so we can all kind of make fun of ourselves. But it really is about treating older folks with respect. I think that sometimes people are really just kind of, I don't know, not really looking at what an older person really represents. And it's a lot of experience, wisdom, growing up in certainly different times than we are used to now in this digital age. And a lot of experience. And sometimes old folks can just, we're almost blind to them. You know, and I, I love what your organization does to really shine a light on this thing that we're all facing. We're all getting older. There's no doubt that we're all going to get older. We can't stop it. And so I really, I really appreciate the fact that there's so much that we can learn. I think that's something that I learned coming into this organization. I wasn't aware of these services. I wasn't aware of the services that PCOA had until I started working here. And every time I meet with a new person coming in, I say, just wait. We're just scratching the surface. We offer a lot of services, and I, I love being able to, to meet with our clients and to get out into the community and have conversations because I always learn something new or a different perspective or learn a life story that I wouldn't have otherwise known. That's exciting. You basically touched on everything we're going to talk about today because I want to hear some of these success stories, some of these life stories, and about all these uh, programs that we're kind of teasing right now. So don't go nowhere. We're going to get into all of them because I went into a deep dive on that website. And man, it's really easy to get lost in your website because there is so much information. So let's just talk about PCOA.org because I saw on there the number 211 and how you guys are organized with that organization. What's 211 Arizona? We're part of the statewide network, but we have our own intake system. So we're driving people to our local 
intake, which is a specific local phone number for people to reach us. Okay. What's that number? It is area code 520-790-7262. And people can call this looking for what specifically? It's usually the very first call into us, so they can be asking their questions across a whole range of questions that come up about aging, and they'll be talking to a certified information specialist who will be guiding them through the conversation to align them directly to a program or service that we can offer. Or if we cannot, we can also make connections to the network of other resources in the community that are available. And that's what you need. You need that networking because otherwise, how are you going to know where you want to go? Correct. Super helpful. We refer to them kind of as like our first line of defense. That's the number we give everybody and anybody. And then they start it, our helpline, our intake staff, and then they get funneled to whatever program they wind up needing assistance with. Right. Okay. Give me that number again. Okay. Area code 520-790-7262. Because I write things down. That's what you should be doing. You listen to this show. It's like you got to take these notes. So we'll cover that all in a recap at the end. Don't worry about a thing. So I do want to talk about some of the other programs that you guys have. What I love about PCOA is it's an organization that feels like an umbrella to many other organizations. Let's throw some acronyms at you. PCAH, CGTI, NCA. I love acronyms. But these are all just programs within your organization. So let's go through them a bit. Tell me a little bit about PCAH, which stands for Pima Care at Home. So PCAH, Pima Care at Home, is our non-medical home care provider. And I will say I am not an expert in PCAH. Um, If you want to have them come, I know they would be more than happy to come and talk with you. But they are one of the organizations that are under PCOA, and they provide non-medical home care. So they have direct care workers that can go into clients' homes and provide assistance with personal care, bathing, hygiene. They can do some light housekeeping Um, They really tie back into that whole aging with dignity and helping stay independent in your home as long as possible. They do contract with some Altex providers as well. So they do have some insurance that they accept and they also do private pay. That's really important because, again, a lot of the stories when it comes to aging is loneliness and being alone and feeling helpless. And you don't want people to feel that way. And they need to know that there are people volunteering and helping and working to come to their homes, to deliver them food, to do some light housework, some of that. And that's really important. And when you can't even bathe yourself, that does feel embarrassing. I don't care how old you get. And being able to be in those situations with someone that treats you with dignity and respect is really important. So if you're out there feeling alone, just know that you can reach out to this great organization and PCAH is there to help. Let's talk about CGTI, the Caregivers Training Institute. PCOA offers caregiver essentials. It's a two-part informal and family caregiver training. Tell me more about that. It sounds like you're just going to help people learn how to take care of their own loved ones. Caregiver Training Institute is actually a center for healthcare education. Mm -hmm. So it's for people who are really interested in coming in to the direct care workforce. Okay. So they can go through training to become a certified caregiver to become uh, involved with uh, management, for instance, in assisted living facilities. So it's really a wonderful workforce development corridor, if you will, and has been in the community for over 20 years. Fantastic. It is relatively new in its relationship to Pima Council on Aging. That's excellent. To certify people is interesting. So you get certified in being able to help people. That's that's quite a great accolade. Yes. Yes. And students who graduate from CGTI are immediately employable. 
they have completed key stepping stones towards advanced and other technical degrees. So they're ready to go into the workforce. That's incredible. So again, another great reason why PCOA is helping people to help people. That's the way it works and the dominoes fall in the right direction. Lastly, I saw the Neighbors Care Alliance. So tell me about NCA because I might have a story about that. NCA is a wonderful example of community interests coming together at a moment when there was a real clear appreciation for the need to reduce isolation in the home Mm -hmm. among older adults in communities wherever you were living in the community itself. So more than or nearly 20 years ago, the idea came to fruition to basically form a Neighbors Helping Neighbors organization in which people living in the neighborhood would identify the individuals there who were more vulnerable and who were willing to accept assistance and support from their own neighbors. So this became the basis for the creation of the Neighbors Care Alliance network itself. There are now 15 different unique neighborhood affiliated members across the community that have emerged and are very robust and they're all volunteer based and it continues to grow. And it really is at its heart about helping people stay in their homes, living with dignity and respect and as much independence as possible, for as long as possible. It warms my heart hearing it because I I had a personal story recently uh, dealing with that. Uh, So I moved into a new place about eight, nine years ago. Lovely lady lived next door and it was Mary. All right, Mary, you live somewhere for eight years and when someone's in their late stages of life, some of that starts to, you really see them age and you really see them start to almost fade away. And unfortunately, I was starting to notice how much trouble she was having. So I was there helping her out, doing what I can, helping my neighbor. Her son lived a little bit away, so I'd call him up if there was a jam. But she was starting to wander outside, and I'd find her in the middle of the night. And that's not good. And I, you know, start, and getting stuck in the rain outside. And I'd hear this. And my other neighbor heard it and got scared. And I'm like, are you afraid of an old woman's voice in the night? This is not a video game. That's someone that needs help. So I made sure to go out in the rain and find where this noise was coming from. And she had fallen down outside. Mm-hmm. And if I had known about this organization, it would have maybe given me a few more resources to help her out. I was able to help her out and get her son a little closer and, and do all that and help out where I could. But I really wish I had known about this organization because it would have helped me be a little more comfortable helping this neighbor. And I really encourage people to help their neighbors. Stranger danger is a thing that we teach little children and babies. You have to grow out of it. Because a lot of us are a little afraid of our neighbors and don't trust that we're going to get a cup of sugar anymore. Make friends with the people in your neighborhood, right? That's community. A lot of people care about these elections when they're in the country. You should care about the elections in your community and the elections on your street. If you clean up the litter on your street and everyone's cleaning up the litter on their street, all the streets are clean. So help your neighbors out. I care more about neighbors or at least as much about neighbors as Mr. Rogers. I wouldn't want to claim to love them more. If you're just joining me, you're listening to Lifestyle Tucson, and today I'm fortunate enough to speak with Harbhajan Khalsa, Program Director for Dementia-Capable Southern Arizona for PCOA, as well as Adina Wingate, Director of Marketing and Public Relations for PCOA. Pardon my marble mouth, but I'm excited to talk. And let's talk about what you wanted to talk about, Harbhajan. Let's talk about dementia and understanding some of these mental things that are going on because you want to speak about understanding Alzheimer's disease. So first I want to just talk a little bit about dementia. So you mentioned dementia and Alzheimer's disease. 
oftentimes those terms get used interchangeably. And that's not necessarily correct. And so before I came into this role, I didn't understand that either. And so I think it's important that people have that understanding that dementia is an umbrella term for memory loss and other thinking abilities that impact your day-to-day life. Alzheimer's disease is a specific form of dementia. So dementia is the umbrella term, and then there are different diagnoses under it, such as Alzheimer's disease, Lewy body dementia, frontotemporal dementia, which Bruce Willis was just diagnosed with. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it's just really important to understand that it's a symptom of a different type of disease that you could have. Okay. And it's also, I don't know if it's exciting or not to know, but in Arizona, we are one of the leading states for having the most people with Alzheimer's disease or other dementias. Mm. Because we are a retiree state, we have more older adults than other states. And so we are going to have more people that are impacted by these diseases. It is the fifth leading cause of death in Arizona. And by 2025, it is projected to have increased by 33%. My goodness. Why such an increase? Is it because of how many people are aging into the aging out in a way? Yes. And more people are being tested and diagnosed. So there's more information and awareness out there. So it's a combination of both. There are more people that are becoming older in Arizona Mm -hmm. and there are more people who are willing to have those conversations of maybe now it's time I look at my memory. Maybe now it's time I get tested or maybe now I actually am willing to accept the fact that I have a form of dementia. Mm. So it's kind of a combination of all of that, but it is something that is increasing and will only continue to increase. So what are you guys doing over at the organization to combat this? Because you just scared the bejesus out of me. I know. And it's, I think, one of the primary things that we're really trying to do is we're trying to destigmatize the conversation. Okay. It's not a fun topic to talk about. It is scary. It is um, overwhelming at times. And especially when I say what I'm going to say next, which is there's no cure. Mm. So people don't like to talk about it. They like to just turn their head and pretend that it's not happening. But the more you talk about it, the more you realize that it's impacting somebody in your life. Mary that you were just talking about, if she's out wandering in the middle of the night, that makes me think that she has a form of dementia. Yeah. So, I mean, it's it's out there. It's it's very prevalent. And so we have a lot of different services that we offer. And we're very fortunate to partner with other community organizations in town who also provide a wide variety of services. So we're really focusing on providing community education. We want to create an environment where people understand what dementia is how they can get resources, and the importance of getting screened. We're really encouraging people in Pima County to get a memory screening. While these are not diagnostic, it starts the conversation of, let me start thinking about my memory. Let me start thinking about this. You go once a year for a preventative health visit, ask them to do a memory screening or ask us. We're happy to do them for you. So tell me more about some of these other programs. So we have, we're actually working right now on creating a dementia-friendly Pima County. So we are following the Dementia Friends Movement, which is a global movement that is working on changing the way people think, act, and talk about dementia. It was actually developed by the Alzheimer's Society in the United Kingdom. Fun fact, the United Kingdom and the Netherlands have done a lot of really progressive work around dementia. So a lot of those models have made their way over here. But a lot of the really innovative dementia care and dementia work was created across the country. 
huh. over there in the Netherlands and the UK, which I thought was just really fascinating. Yeah, I trust it a little more for some reason. <laughs> I know, I do too. I'm like, okay, if it's done in the UK and the Netherlands, they know what they're doing. Yeah. So, um, And so we are actually following that model right now. So we're working on making Pima County dementia friendly. And so what that means is that there's a training called Dementia Friends that we offer. We provide this training to anybody who's interested and it provides a basic fundamental understanding about dementia. It's not a comprehensive training. We, we view it as a foundation. Mm-hmm. We want everyone to have foundational understanding and a common language of what this disease is and how you can help people. Because the goal with having a dementia-friendly community is that if I'm an individual living with dementia, I know that everyone I'm going to encounter in my day, whether it's the librarian, the grocery store clerk, the bus driver, is going to have this training and is going to have a small understanding of what I might be going through. So if I'm having an issue or an incident in public, then they know where to go for resources and help. And then if I'm a family member, I feel comfortable and confident that my loved one can still live independently in that community. So we are going through that process right now of making Pima County dementia friendly, and we are offering dementia friends trainings. So if you're interested in that, you can visit dcsa.pcoa.org for more information about our trainings. I love that. And I love that you were talking about getting these memory screens, not just taking care of each other, but taking care of yourself. Uh, Tell me about memory cafes. I love memory cafes. They are one of the highlights of the work that I do. It brings me so much joy. So memory cafes are a warm, welcoming environment for people living with dementia and their family. They are not intended to be a support group, nor are they intended to be respite. They are really meant to be a socialization space, to reduce isolation, to bring people together, to create a sense of community. Um, They are different. Each cafe is different. So some cafes are musically themed. Some are arts and crafts. Um, We had a cafe that had a a magician come. So there's a variety of different ways that you can do them. But the whole purpose is we have a group of volunteers who are trained who come and help facilitate the cafe. We have a safe space for folks to come in. Um, Typically, it's the person living with dementia and their caregiver, whether it's a family member or a friend or a neighbor, they come and they get to leave the diagnosis at the door. They know that everybody they're interacting with understands and Mm -hmm. is trained and is wanting to be there. So if there's an outburst or if the person gets confused, there's no embarrassment or concern around that. And they can just hang out for an hour or two and have a cup of coffee and make a connection to somebody they wouldn't have known otherwise. Um, And so we have two memory cafes through DCSA that are currently happening in our community. We have Posada Life Memory Cafe, which is in partnership with La Posada Community Centers in Green Valley. Mm -hmm. And that is happening the third Saturday of each month from one to two in person. Our second memory cafe is Cafe at the Katy, which is in partnership with Senior Pride. And we offer that on the second and fourth Wednesday of each month from 10 to 11 in Central Tucson. Love it. All these programs available on the website, I'm sure. Easy to find, easy to spot. Make sure you go check out everything on the PCOA's website. I believe is it PCOA.org? Yes. Good for me. (laughs) (laughs) Got to test that memory. Do you guys have anything that like you use these days to help people like sharpen their memory? Things that are like unique exercises, skills, programs to teach people how to strengthen their memory if they notice 
that it's fading. Unfortunately, in my family, my grandmother suffered from dementia. She was an English teacher, and I did unfortunately watch her fade away, and we had to feed her and do all that sort of thing and help her out. And she lived a good long life into, into that. But now my dad's a little worried. This is his biggest fear. And since he quit his job, or retired rather, since he retired, he feels less sharp. So he does Sudokus and he does these puzzle games. He does trivia. He does things because he says, I want to make sure my mind's always working. What do you guys recommend if anyone else is feeling this sort of thing? Your dad is doing the right things. So what they say, there's there's a few things that they say. One is what's good for the heart is good for the brain. So those heart-healthy activities and diets that they recommend are going to also improve your brain health as well. And doing those activities, Sudoku, puzzles, word games, all of those things to keep your mind sharp and active are really good. One of the biggest things they've said lately is combating social isolation. Mm -hmm. If you have an older adult, somebody who's just retired and they don't have a lot of people in their social network and they spend most of their time at home alone, that can increase the likelihood of developing dementia or it can, if you already have dementia, it can make it progress much quicker. Mm. So getting out and about, volunteering, you know, coming to a memory cafe, going to a support group, joining a walking club. I mean, whatever that might end up being, just getting out and active are some of the best things that you can do to help with your brain. Uh, there, there are a lot of tips out there. I think at the end of the day, it's trying to live as healthy of a lifestyle as you can and doing as many things as you can to stimulate your brain. Mm-hmm. That's just good advice for really anyone any age. Because yep. yes. everyone's so isolated. I just find it with even people my age that it's harder to make friends when you're not in high school, right? So now some of my 40-year-old friends are very isolated and they're in their own heads. You watch people in a way lose their minds or lose their perspective because they're just kind of running and running and running. And I myself know it sometimes. I'm sitting alone quietly doing work for a while and I'll even just be like, Ah, blah, 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 make some noise and then go talk to my roommate just to break the cycle of what was I just going on and on about in the whirlpool of my mind? You know, you got to break some of that cycle and getting out of the house. Again, here's the thing that comes up every single episode of Lifestyle Tucson, volunteering. Always volunteer, join an organization, find people, find purpose for yourself by helping others. The only thing that I hear over and over is how much someone tells me that them helping someone helped them or how much volunteering has changed their life. It's changed my life. Always go volunteer and find these fun events that are easy. Not just big events, but a walking club. That sounds lovely. I bet dogs are allowed. So that's the idea. You want to hang out with even these people and their pets because that's what's going to make you feel good and make you feel great. Get out of the house. Get out of your zone. Get out of your comfort zone. Some of this stuff can be scary, but it doesn't have to be. You're never going to get over the fear of a dark room if you don't walk in it and start looking for the light switch, and it might be right by the door. So don't be afraid to go make new friends. Check out one of these great events. Again, these memory cafes, they really sound really fun. They're short. It's not a commitment, and it's just a, a thing that repeats. You can't make it one-third Saturday, make it the next, right? It's not a responsibility. It's an opportunity. So take these fine folks up on their opportunity. Let's find a nice new question to talk about as we think about what you guys are doing maybe going forward. What are you, what are you thinking about in, in 2024? What's new? So I'm really glad that you asked. We have a really exciting new program that we're offering and we're talking about. It's called our Empowering Caregivers Program. Mm. So not a lot of people know this, but more than one in six Americans who are currently working full time 
are also an informal caregiver in their personal life. Mm -hmm. They're taking care of a loved one, a neighbor, a friend. And what happens with that is stress and burnout. Yes. It is extremely overwhelming to be working full time from eight to five and then have to go home and be a caregiver from five to eight and then start over again. And so we're noticing more and more that that's leading to burnout left and right. We are having more people quitting their jobs or having to go to part-time work or take FMLA because of that. Mm. And so we're trying to figure out how can we provide support in that setting? How can we help provide working caregivers with this support so that they can not only have the support they need in their personal life, but also feel comfortable and confident that they can continue working? So we've developed a program called Empowering Caregivers where we partner with local organizations and we meet them where they're at. So we come to the local organization, we'll meet with you, and we provide an eight-week lunch and learn series Oh, where we utilize an evidence-based program called Powerful Tools for Caregivers. And we do this eight-week series, whether it's in person or um, online, we can do either one. And we provide these caregivers with practical tools knowledge, resources, and also a supportive space of people who understand what they're going through and can not just empathize, but say, I've been there. I've walked in those shoes. Here's what's helped me. And here's how I've been successful. That's incredible. All right. And that's that's what you're looking for. You're looking for opportunities to help others. They're laying it out for you here at PCOA. I love it a lot. I love talking about this. So if there are any employers in Tucson who are interested in learning more about this program, we have information on our website at dcsa.pcoa.org, and I would be more than happy to talk to anyone more about this. That's an invitation that you can't turn down. That was even going to be the next thing that I asked you. So you're reading my mind, which means my mind is sharp. She can feel it. All right. So that's really important. You're taking a lot of notes over there, uh, Adina. What are the, some of the final thoughts that you've got? Because we're about to close up here on Lifestyle Tucson. I just want to make sure we get every little point in there. I think the wrap-up thought that I'm getting from our conversation is clearly that PCOA is a place for you to start in your conversations as you are aging, and that we are a group of very compassionate individuals who really want to connect you with the resources, with our programs and services, and the network in the community that is available. As you said, all of us are aging, and this is an opportunity to do it with an approach on positivity, on social connections, on reducing isolation, and clearly to empower individuals to feel as independent as they can. Again, we mentioned volunteering. There's also the fact that you can not just be uh, a volunteer. You can be an advocate. You can be a supporter. It's right there on the website under the tab of how to help. And I love that you wrote, engage with us, age in caps. That's the way to do it. I do that with my business. I have a cool. VW bus. I like to be in busness. That's the way to do it. But I really do appreciate talking to you today. Uh, one last question. It might be lofty. If you had one wish for your organization, what would it be? You're going to have to let me think about that. That's a big, lofty question. Yeah. I don't know if it's necessarily a wish, but I think I hope that PCOA keeps doing what it's doing and expanding to meet the needs. And And I actually think the program Dementia Capable Southern Arizona is a perfect example of that. We didn't do this work before. We realized there was a need in the community. You know, our, our leadership and board of directors said we understand that dementia is growing and this program was created. And so I think that's my hope moving forward is when they see a need in the community, 
that is not being filled, that they will step up. And I think they've done that historically. And I know that they'll continue to do that moving forward. That's even advice in small business. If you see a gap, try and fill it. And you have certainly filled a gap when it comes to helping people here in town, aging well for life. Today, we made friends with Harbhajan Khalsa, Program Director for Dementia-Capable Southern Arizona, or PCOA, as well as Adina Wingate, Director of Marketing and Public Relations for Pima Council on Aging. And they say, you're only as old as you feel. And after talking with you today, I feel like a spring chicken. So I'm ready to just have some fun, go volunteer, maybe become an advocate. And remember, you can always just donate. Thank you for joining me today, ladies. Thank you very Thank much. Thank you. This was Lifestyle Tucson. Not much time for a recap, bing bong bing. Just know that phone number again was 520-790-7262. And what's good for the heart is good for the brain. Don't isolate yourself, stimulate yourself, join a walking club. I wanna thank our new friends at PCOA for joining me today. You've been listening to Lifestyle Tucson. For more info about our program or to listen to something you may have missed, go to the Sunday mornings page on klpx.com, kfma.com, mixfm.com, or espntucson.com. You can also subscribe on iTunes or wherever fine podcasts are aging. I'm your BFF, Frank Powers, Toot Toot Tucson. I love you the most. <laughs>